Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Seating Charts, the fictional dinner party planning podcast, where three friends try to craft the perfect guest list for a given topic. Now, let's find out who's coming to dinner this week. Hello, and uh, welcome to Seating Charts. My name is Morgan, and I'm here with Mike. Hello. And Adam. Hey, everyone. And, um, you know, it, it's we don't really, you know, we didn't really get a chance to kind of really reflect upon how long we've actually been doing this show, but it's been it's been over a year now, right? Like, that, that that's where we're at? Is that correct? Yeah, correct. we did it. So, uh, with that being the case, we thought we would uh, go back uh, and revisit one of our uh, one of our earlier tables and kind of continue on with the lineage. Um, and we're going to talk about now. That's what I call music volume two. I and I regret this immediately. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is not. It is not as strong. It is not uh, now. I hope that's not what they called music uh, back then because. It's it's bad. It is actively bad. We're I'm going to talk about actively like uh, actively weird. Uh, what some of this podcast podcast will definitely consider to be actively bad song because really there wasn't anything else I really wanted to even talk about. I'd rather talk about the actively weird thing than things that might be potentially good, um, but I have no feeling towards. So, um, I just don't know how they strayed so far from God on this. <laughs> it's it's like they could they had enough money for like six name brand hits and other that you see the artist and you're like oh what's it what why is it why is it that song they were this is the 90s they had other good no we went with this deep cut because that's what we could afford i mean it was it was 90 it was 99 like it you're talking about like remember they're not they're supposed to be fairly recent and a lot of the bands on here you're you're on the downswing you know what i mean like i i mentioned to my wife i was like wow they like they got one of the worst Backstreet Boys songs. Um, I think the worst uh, um, Spice Girls single. Um, but like they were all kind of like on the downturn at that point. So um, a 98 degree song I've never heard. Granted, I don't know that I can name any 98 degree song, but it was bad. <laughs> so when, when did 99 did come out? Because like Astro Lounge came out this year. You could have put half that album on there and be still be better. Yep, you're right. They they definitely could have put a lot of Smash Mouth on it and fixed it. Uh, July twenty seventh. 
so uh, Astro, Astro Lounge is a, is a is a sweet album. Don't get me wrong. Mike, we know why yeah. this this was so bad though. It's because of the Lavos Day. <laughs> uh, Astro Lounge was released one month before this, so, yeah, but those, yeah, those tracks that. were locked in. So. <laughs> yeah, Lavos Day. Uh, get, get your hats, listen now. That's what I call music too. And uh, that's what made Lavos come up. Lavos was like just sleeping and heard Goodbye by the Spice Girls. And I was like, all right. Yeah, goodbye. The world. <laughs> See you later. Um, so, you know, we're we're going to try to polish some turds, uh, talk about some of the songs <laughs> on Now That's What I Call Music too. Uh, now I know for our original uh, volume uh, one discussion that I inserted songs into the podcast. I won't do this to you, fine folks uh, at home. Except you won't for have all to listen of one to of your things. choices. The last will be all of your choices. <laughs> yeah, just, that's going to be the last half of the the podcast. It's going to uh, be our Conway Twitty like Family Guy break in. It's just gonna be- <laughs> <laughs> um. But Adam, you are uh, first this episode, so uh, who are we talking about first? So I'm going to bring uh, What I Got by Sublime. And, of, course uh, I, I, of course I am. Okay, so <laughs> I went through uh, a period in high school where I really liked, loved Sublime. Mostly this album, this is their title, well this is their you know, self-titled album, Sublime. And uh, actually, it's before we I even realized we were doing this episode, it was like two weeks ago and it just popped on on shuffle. I'm like, you know what? I haven't listened to this album in a while. And then I horrified myself because I know every bit of it still. And it's kind of sad. So this is like the only one of the few songs on this album that could receive radio play. Uh, it's one of their more poppy songs. Now this, and it was released after Bradley died, who's the lead singer, and he died of a heroin overdose. And he was on a lot of drugs when they did most of this album. And somehow an, an, a song came out that was okay for radio and i think that's really impressive and i'm mostly bringing because it's sublime because it's it's like not even close to the best song of that album so that's that's really what i got to say about it it's it it's good it's poppy um the music video is kind of sad because it's like a a tribute to him and you see him with his kid and stuff so yeah but seeing that i I guess i don't know what i'm saying it's safe for radio and their first big radio hit was date rape so i don't know (laughs) how how to get that but yeah that's that's about what i got to say about what i got is it's 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 what i got i'm sorry <laughs> so can we what i got came out in 1996 yeah oh yeah i know <laughs> that doesn't make any sense okay actually so it makes somewhat sense here so after bradley died the two remaining members and i i can't remember their name uh Said, you know, we do not want to record music as Sublime anymore. We're done. We don't feel right doing this without Bradley. Now, yes, 0910, they did Sublime with Roe. I can't remember. Some other guy. Um, but at that time, they didn't want to do any more music. And uh, they, the label they were signed with went, mm-mm, you owe us three more albums. They're like, but the guy died. Nope, you owe us three more albums. So they... Basically, they didn't record any new music. They just put out extended tracks and live tracks for three more albums, which is probably kind of how this ended up here, probably. I guess that makes sense. I, I like, so what if they, I mean, I'm glad they didn't, but what if they had all died? It's, it's just like, it was like, ghosts, you have a contract. <laughs> they, they bring them back uh, Marley Marley style, like just in chains. <laughs> God, can, that's we what, get, that's depressing. can we get some like reggae, ska, Marley and Marley? I, I'm here for it. <laughs> That, that just seems a bridge too far, I would say. <laughs> I'm just like a Muppets on Marley and Marley. 
I, I don't know. Sublime's terrible. I'm sorry. I like a couple songs with Sublime, but like hey, I, I've never listened to a Sublime album. I'm proud to say that. Like I've never just like sat and listened to a Sublime album. Um, so yeah, Adam, you still got that tattoo of the Sublime Sun? Uh, tramp stamp. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, only for I, Rachel just. So, since I'm the only one in the podcast that grew up in the Columbus, Ohio area, um, you all, you know, know of The Blitz, which is a popular rock radio station, uh, but you weren't, like, molded by it in your your youth, um, as I was, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you want to look at it, but it was on frequently in the cars that I happened to be in, um, so I just kind of listened to it passively. So I hate every single Sublime song that's ever existed <laughs> due to the fact of how many times that they were played constantly. You hear this and you hear Santeria and that's what Every time, all over, of it. Over and, and over far, again. So as far as I know, those are the only two ones that exist uh, and I hate all of them. <laughs> just for the sheer fact that they have been played so many times in my existence that I just don't ever need to hear them again. Ever. At all. Uh, that's that's totally fair. Honestly, I think the main reason I listened to it other like was mostly cuz uh you know, was having a horn section and the song in the album uh, is called Wrong Wave. There's a trombone solo and I was playing trombone in high school because uh I'm that cool and I I spent a long time trying to uh nail that solo. So I was not, uh I was actually single in high school, so <laughs> not a waste of time. Um the don't lady worry, was literally lining up. Uh, <laughs> don't worry, Morgan. Northeast Ohio has its own very famous butt rock station. Oh, uh, <laughs> WMMS, the buzzard. Yeah. So, I, they're mostly talk radio now, though, sadly. <laughs> it's, it, they have to age up their uh, their demographic. All, all their well, listeners it, got older and didn't want to listen to the, the, the Muzak anymore. They are the current host of Rover's Morning Glory. So if that oh, if that tells a list, mm, yeah, there you go. God. We did it. We figured it out. Uh, so good morning. <sighs> oh, I miss Maxwell. Uh, not really. Actually, no, we don't. We tried his podcast. It's, it's yeah, it was really terrible. Anyways, moving on. Uh, Morgan, you're bringing our. You're bringing something. Uh yeah yeah I'm bringing uh, uh closing time that's the that's the one that I'm going to to talk about first because I think this is the only song uh, that. Uh, from this list that I at least was like a fan of at the time when it released. Uh, it's a closing time by Semisonic. I like this song. Um, it, it's it's nothing. I don't think it's anything special or anything like that. I, uh, it was very popular uh, at its release, um, and uh, I definitely like remember buying the album uh, because of this song. Um, and not remembering anything else from that album, which makes sense. I think that tracks. They make they made other songs. I'm sorry, <laughs> this was the only song they had. I I, I wouldn't blame you uh, at all because I don't know any of the other songs. Uh, again, I had I purchased their album that had this song on it. I don't know any of their other songs. <laughs> they don't exist. Uh, more most likely because uh, they are probably pretty forgettable. Uh, but I like this. Uh, I like this song. Uh, if it comes on the radio, I'll still sing along to it. Uh, does anyone uh, anyone know the? Without looking at our uh, time honored source Wikipedia, does anyone know what the song is is, is about? Uh, as I, a recent father, of course I know what the song okay, is about. <laughs> I thought it was it was closing time at Dunder Mifflin. <laughs> <laughs> 
no, it's he wrote it about his, the his child. So I that I, I did know. Uh, I'm fairly certain I was watching still a lot of like pop up video when this song was popular, and VH1 was not going to pass that song by without letting me know that fact. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> like this is the only interesting thing about this song. There's no there were no other pop ups. They just the the one at the start, and it was like. It's just halfway through it pops up and it's like, Can you believe this song is still going? <laughs> What's with this? <laughs> There's more song. For a song about closing time, it lasts a long time. <laughs> uh yeah, this is a song. It, it. it is a song. Uh like I said, the only reason I'm really bringing it up is because like I looked at the list and I was like, Well, I like that one. Uh I guess. I feel like <laughs> Semisonic, right? Is it the band? Yes. I feel like Semisonic was trying so hard to sound like Eve Six, and it's just they weren't. They weren't Eve Six. Man, so Wait, I'm sure Eve Six is at least on one of that's what I call music. Oh, absolutely, uh, that'll be a good one. Yeah, that'll be a good one. I like I like a, a fair amount of Eve Six songs, um, and they realistically like I I can't like this song had to have shown up in. A bunch of maybe not a bunch of, but more than a few. I want to say that it, a, a few, you know, different like teenage, you know. Oh, oh yeah, a- I, absolutely. It's not in the Wikipedia page, which is disappointing, but I'm sure it existed because I know like Eve Six. That was like you put an Eve Six song in your uh, Jason Biggs movie, and then you, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> Slap an R rating on that bad boy, and you got yourself a, a summer hit. <laughs> Uh, got yourself good. a stew. <laughs> got some stew going. Um, trying to see here. Uh, I can't. See. I'll, I'll see. It doesn't matter. I, it, it's I know exactly. It's it's not going to make your life any better to know what what movies it was ever used in or not. That's fair, I suppose. That's true. But you can tell us about uh, the song that you are uh, first going to discuss at the table here. I, I'm I'm reading a song I think is good. I do. I think there's a lot of really bad songs on this album in general. Like don't don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm looking at you, weird Rugrats remix song. <laughs> I'll what is it? I'll never no take me there. Oh my gosh, this is one of the worst things I've ever heard. But I you know I, I want to give a shout out to uh, parent. I think you're. Or, I think I'm Paranoid uh, by Garbage, because that, that's a good band. It's a good song. Uh, and uh, I don't care what you say, uh, Father of Mine by Everclear. That song's great. <laughs> um, but I'm my first guest is actually going to be Praise You by Fatboy Slim. Um, fun fact, Fatboy Slim is just one man. I learned that today. He, he's British as well. <laughs> yeah, I had I had no idea. Um, I, I will say, uh, a couple of the songs on this album, like, trying to figure out, like, where my obsession with, like, sampling came from, and it's like, oh, okay, I'm, like, looking, like, for this song specifically, like, uh, there's, like, six songs in this song, <laughs> like, all just, like, pieced together, I was like, oh, okay, and then, of course, there's, you know, the Jay-Z, uh, um, Hard Knock Life on there, too, which, like, you know, let's sample some Broadway, but, um, I don't know, Praise You felt like one of the, all the Fatboy Slim songs that I know, and it's not many, because, like, it, you know, there was Rockefeller Skank that I knew, and uh, that is on um, now. That's what I call Music Volume Three. That is so weird because um, <laughs> it's something came out after that. Uh, and uh, what's the Christopher Walken one? Uh, Weapon of Choice. Weapon of Choice. Which, if you like, buy, was... if you buy Fat Boy Slim's Greatest Hits, the cover is just Christopher Walken dancing from that music video. <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, but it's I don't know. It's just a it, it felt a little bit different than most other things um, that were around. You know, just uh, a lot of sounds and like 
I now when I look for different types of music, I definitely look for like what's got the the coolest things working together that maybe shouldn't work together, and I feel like that's all uh, Fat Boy Slim songs that I know. So um, I think I think Praise You is pretty great. I also I really randomly I found out that uh, one of my favorite lines, not from this song unfortunately, but from Weapon of Choice, uh, is directly a Dune reference. <laughs> uh, so um, I I feel like Fat Boy Slim's doing a lot more with his uh, with his choices than I, than I ever realized. So. Um, I don't know. I think Praise You is a sweet song. I'd never be upset if it showed up, and uh, I'm glad it's here. Yeah. And I'm the only one who's glad it's here, because everyone else, pause. (laughs) No, I I, I enjoyed the song to a point, but yeah, it's it's not one of his I knew before. Honestly, Mm -hmm. I looked up, that's what I call music volume two. And maybe that's what this album's trying to do, is just just teach us and help us learn songs we I got nothing. <laughs> this is so bad. I looked. I looked forward to volume three, and there's another like eight songs that are good, and the rest are crap. But they uh, they hit our wheelhouse. So look forward to that next year. <laughs> <laughs> um, I you know I I do like um passively just a lot of uh what Fat Boy Slim has released as singles and stuff like that stuff that's made it to major play. Um. This one just, uh, you know, it's probably uh, one of my least favorite, though. Um, I think it, it just outstays its welcome, just like a little bit. It, it is too long for how repetitive it is. I will disagree with that. The radio edit cuts a whole minute and 20 seconds off. Uh, that Radio edits do God's work. Um, but uh, that that's all I'll say about it. But, you know, it's fine. He definitely, it, the, the selection of songs, I'm sure that, that uh, now that's what I call music selects, is probably going to be a little bit more uh, something I'm interested in, but yeah, not a, not a, not a huge fan of this one, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I mean, better yeah, than I, a lot of I, the I other songs that's on here, the music that's on here. Yeah, I, I definitely think it's like in the, the upper tier of this album. That, that oh, is, yeah. I guess, for it's sure. It's not a hard bar to clear. Let's be real. Oh man, I'm sorry. I definitely cheated and just looked at uh, volume three. Yeah, I talk about. I got. I got to talk about my, my boyfriend Durst next year. Oh, right. I know. I saw. <laughs> uh, Adam, what did I say in our wheelhouse, bud? <laughs> uh, I'm going to bring uh, "You Get What You Give" by uh, the New Radicals, which I think by, is by far by easily from. No, it's New Radicals, sir. We don't don't, uh, don't try to do this to me. <laughs> I hate you two so much. But uh, I thought this was a U2 song. I need you to understand. I really? thought this was a U2 song until I looked it up today. No, it's New Radicals. They uh, they had one album, and they dipped. It's just two guys, uh, or a guy and a girl, I don't know. I know the one guy, the lead singer, goes by two different names, and now it's both have slipped my head, so he's going to be that one guy who ended up actually writing uh, The Game of Love for Santana and... Uh, oh, I can't, think of, I can't remember Michelle the girl's Bridge. name. Michelle Bridge. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, I I love that song actually. I don't know why it's insanely catchy, like like this one is. Um, but I'm just gonna skip everything mostly about the song and just break down to the lines where he's talking about uh, Courtney Love, Marilyn Manson, Beck, and Hanson, and they're gonna go to their mansions and kick your ass in. And I, I I'm on board for Marilyn Manson and Courtney Love, but what the hell did Hanson do to this guy? <laughs> why are we beating up Hanson? Hey, there's only two people in this band. Hanson's got you outnumbered. So there's true. A, the first problem we've got. But it's just, it's odd. It, but it's a its a catchy tune. I, I, I really do enjoy it still. And I couldn't name any other song off the album. And 
Luckily, that's all, all they've got. I mean, Semisonic actually might have more than one album. They've only got one album for me not to know, and that makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, again, uh, I, this this was just another song that was everywhere, uh, constantly, forever. I, this is a bad song. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> uh, I, so there's another U2 song on this album, so I'm making that joke. I'm not kidding. when I Because when I, I was like, I don't know this song by name. And then I started listening to it, and I was like, this isn't U2? And the sad thing is, I like some U2. But I was like, oh, I always thought this was U2. Uh, the, there is a U2 song on this album that's absolutely terrible, so it makes sense. But no, this is... this is you mean this every is, U2 a song? I'm sorry. Nah, man. Sunday Bloody Sunday. You go to Joshua Tree. That's it. You don't have to go after that. I don't know. Maybe Vertigo sometimes. That song that song kicks every now and then. But um, <laughs> I still don't know how to dismantle an atomic bomb, though. So, you know, they failed. Um I, this song's bad. I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. I Maybe it's supposed to be a good song on this album. Yes, it was ubiquitous. Um, I don't know. Sublime could have wrote this. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I'm not seeking out this song. Um, and uh, much, much like the Sublime song, I'm definitely tired of ever hearing it, ever having to hear it ever again. Um, uh, this is, I want to give up. <laughs> Uh, th- this is the at our at our dinner party. This is the this is me going full uh, <laughs> uh, like Michael on her and just like refusing to remember her name. Just call her Egg. <laughs> just like who Egg? <laughs> it's like no, I've told you it's the New Radicals. Right, 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 right. I I can't wait to meet the New Radicals. They're they're right here. <laughs> I just I really just find that? it hilarious. Like like this. I think the name of the album is something about being brainwashed. They're radicals, and the man like he wrote a song for Michelle Brand. Like that's <laughs> that just that's what happens when you grow older, I guess, right? Yeah, you stop <laughs> stop being radical and start wanting to cash a check. It's all it's all about that the game of love, which all, the, all about that the game of love. The most random thing is he performed at Biden's inauguration. <laughs> they got together to perform again at Biden's inauguration. <laughs> Uh, Game of Love is a better song than this by far. Just it is. Oh no, it is. It is. <sighs> I just. All right, Morgan. <laughs> I'm. I'm honestly. I'm more disturbed at the sheer fact that like they got together to perform I this song and only this song <laughs> at the inauguration. That is. That's a choice. There is a group of people that agreed to that, and they're like, "This is a good idea. This truly <laughs> reflects so- where we are." <laughs> And this is day this why he became president? Like, like, why did you want to become president? Okay, there's this band it's in the real. 90s, and the only way I can get them to come back together is if I'm president. That's my drive. Uh, we're, we did it. We predicted it. Five years from now, when that uh, movie comes out, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll be ahead of the game. Uh, that, that's going to actually be the uh, the whole slogan for the midterm. Why didn't you vote for, the, for me again? Well, you get what you give. <laughs> and it was nothing so far, so yay! <laughs> now I'm sad. Or <laughs> than this album was already making me. <laughs> That's true. Um. All right, so mine's next. My my final guest is is next, and um, I don't think we we will be talking about it for very long, which is okay, which is very good because it's a very long song. Technically, um. Uh, I mean, it won, it won the Grammy for a spoken word album. That, that's a joke. I actually don't know if it did, but... <sighs> uh, but it's uh, everybody's free uh, parentheses to wear sunscreen. Now that's what I call Music 2's two, own poet laureate. 
performed by Boz Lerman. That's the uh, artist credit. Um, so I assume it yeah, is him, he's, him he's speaking. Does the speaking, yeah. Um, uh, but basically, it is so um, the there's two kind of portions to this. Um, there's a song. Uh, you just said the name of the song, Mike, right? Everybody's free. Uh, uh, to feel good. To feel good. Yeah. And over that, uh, Boz Lerman is reciting a speech or a poem, or an article. I, I can't remember exactly what it is. It's a column. It, it, uh, it by was Mary Smirch. It, it, it is. It was based on that column. He, okay, he based on that. that. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh. And it is not something I think would uh, be released today and be on this album. I'll say that things could be like this and be released today. I don't think that that's what, what I would say that I would call music uh, in in the modern era. Um, so it is it, I, the reason I'm really talking about it, not because like I think it's good or anything like that. Uh, it's just I don't know why it's here. I really don't. Uh, and everything else is everything else is like meh to bad to actively bad. This is baffling. This is weird. Um, and that's why I wanted to talk about it because it's not always talking about the best things. It's talking about the things that make us go, really? What was I mean, happening in 99? I know like Boz Y2K Lerman. was a big deal and maybe people were all worried about that and they didn't, they didn't have time to consider music. And they are like, I don't know. This is music. We'll put it on here. Boz Lerman's definitely the man to have at this table. Like... <laughs> He, he's going to ask for very strange food and possibly stuff that isn't food and want to eat it, but you still want to hear everything he says. <laughs> I, I don't, I mean, I just assume that he would order all the weird stuff, but not eat it. Cause, just, just so he sounded cool? <laughs> but just, just as, as to like prove a point of like X, Y, or Z. Uh, but I agree that he should be at this table because uh, out of all of our guests... Uh, I mean, I guess the Free Radicals could tell us what the inauguration was like. <laughs> um, it's I would everybody, it's, sorry, it's at Wear Sunscreen essay by Mary Schmitch. Yeah. I don't know. That's yeah. The, yeah. what he's doing. Um, so I, 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 you know, listened to it. I listened to the whole thing. I'd never heard it before. Um, and I, I don't know. I wouldn't suggest everyone go do that 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 listens to the show because i don't i don't want to be held accountable for all the wasted time um but if you want to listen to something really weird go for it some of the advice that that said is good but it wasn't wasn't like bad slurman's advice i mean it starts (laughs) off with wearing sunscreen that's great advice i just like that wikipedia tells me that that original um that original speech or the essay uh was spread massively via viral email (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nice uh, I, so the, the end of that email said if you don't pass this along to five friends you'll die <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a chain letter um, so if you don't know who Boz Lorman is he's more known as a director uh, and he di- he's known for directing uh, some pretty famous adaptations of things probably most well known for Milan Rouge but uh, also did The Great Gatsby with Leonardo DiCaprio and Romeo and Juliet in 96 which is a film that you either hate uh, or love, um, you cannot feel uh, like 
Oh, well, uh, there's a third option. You hate that you love it because I'm in the third option. <laughs> like, I hate that I love that movie. But I do know that, like, um, he was he was definitely experimenting with a lot of music. All of his, of his pieces are, all like, all of his films. And, at least I think all of them. I've never seen Australia, so I guess I could be wrong on that. Um, but, like, I know The Great Gatsby did, Moulin Rouge obviously did, and Romeo and Juliet all feature a lot of anachronistic music purposely. Um, and uh, so that's where this sort of came from. There's, like, a... Um, cover version of everybody's free to feel good in that and that's sort of where this came from so it, it is so distinctly 90s it hurts uh so i mean like i'm glad it is preserved here as an artifact um i i would love to know if unironically like boz is still like proud of it right like or if you just look back and just go i wish i wish that hadn't been on that now album <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just such a such a weird thing for it to be i think it's because it like starts off uh ladies and gentlemen the class of 99 and like they're like well perfect this is this is the now that's what i call music class of 99 we have to have this one on here yeah 100 (laughs) percent uh ladies and gentlemen vitamin c (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) all right Let's uh, let, let's just uh, mosey uh, mosey on here. How about that? Um, okay, I, I I'm gonna bring my last guest, and, and I I feel like we have. Um, Wait, how do we not have closing time as the last guest? Uh, you, know, you know what? <laughs> because up. it's it's Brittany. Never mind. I won't do the curse. I just want to say I'm very excited to have Brittany here. Uh, we've been trying to get her on as a guest for a long time, but they they you know would not allow her. Uh, but now that we free Brittany. She's here. Um, you keep shaking your head. Britney Spears is a national treasure. That, she, she's that great. Won- I, she would never be here, though. There, there's no one that, that buys into this shtick. Uh, no, she'd be here. Because because when her that album, Hit Me One More Time, came out, uh, Mike had that album and listened to it a lot. It was Mike definitely- had her first two albums, everybody, just so you know. Uh, to be fair, I did not buy Oops, I Did It Again. Uh, Dad found it in a car. <laughs> Our dad was a detailer at a car dealership. He did not, he did not commit theft. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, is the thing he did again stealing? He found a stereo that night, too. Some change. <laughs> um, but this, I don't know, this song was like very, uh, it's just a pop song. And I'm a sucker for pop music. So, um, you know, there's not a lot who have been better at it in modern era and for longer than Britney Spears. And it starting here is... Um, you know, it's a big deal, and I, I would say um, a bit of a, I guess, a formative, like, that's one of those like, those videos you saw on, like, TRL, right? Like, yeah, watching some of that, that Carson Daly and um, being like, ooh, that Britney song is on. Uh, so, I don't know. Um, I unabashedly very much enjoy Britney Spears. Um, she definitely started my <laughs> lifelong love affair with bad pop music, you know, stemming from that to... Um, how much I love you know, Katy Perry or Taylor Swift, you know, they, they all they all walk in her in her shadow to some extent. So I think it would be wrong not to to get Britney here at the same table with these esteemed guests. <laughs> these monoliths. I mean I'm Oz Lerman, Britney Spears. We got we got the bees covered. That's all I'm saying. We've got the bees oh, Brad, Well, Bradley's dead, so he's not here. But <laughs> oh, his ghost Bradley's is. Dead. I don't know. There's a music video where that has that man's ghost in it. I know there <laughs> is. I've brought, seen it. Have we brought the Jay Z song? We could have had the Queen Bee. <sighs> <laughs> messed up. Messed up. Um, I, I, 
I will say that, uh, so, like, having this here makes sense. It does have, uh, one of those beats, like, as soon as it hits, you, you just, you know it. It's not, obviously, nothing is toxic. Um, you could have no, just retired no, after it's, toxic. But, yeah, it was, it was, it was a huge it. moment. I, it, it really was. Um, just from a, mu like, from a music video standpoint and the song. And if I'm drinking at a bar and it comes on, like, yeah. I yeah, one hundred percent. it's such a moment in time, and, and like, just I, I don't know. It's I'm more gonna get it. I get not really it being your thing, and I, I'm not seeking out to go listen to this again. Like, I did not listen to this song again, even though I had to listen to most of the songs on this album. But uh, it's you know, like I said, it's it's Britney B, as we mentioned. <laughs> uh, no, no, like you know. Uh, at the time, it was definitely something that was unavoidable, right? Like, I don't think you could not be a adolescent, teenager, what have you, uh, you know, young person um, during this time period and, like, n not hear this song. Or even really anyone, uh, to be perfectly honest. Like, um, this was the, you know, time period for, uh, you know, the what they call what the, the teeny bopper sort of pop music. Oh. Bubblegum uh, bubble pop. pop, yeah, exactly. This was that their their time to shine was in the the late nineties, early two thousands. So this whole wave of artists was really unavoidable um, because they just took over pop music, you know. Um, but you know, it's one of those things where you know when I was growing up, it wasn't really my jam. But like watching MTV was still something that I did and this was everywhere. So like you, you, I don't, I've never owned a Britney Spears album. Uh, I've never actively sought out a Britney Spears song, um, but definitely still know most of the words of this song, like <laughs> just through osmosis, just through existing as a human being during the late nineties, like congratulations. Um, uh, and uh, you know, I don't, I'm glad the song exists. It is, you know, a lot of uh, the pop music that came out during this time has, you know, continued to influence the pop music that we get today. Um, and um, it's one of those things where, regardless of whether, you know, you like the music or not, it's still influenced a lot of things that you don't even know about, you know, or that you don't even consider. Because um, the music that you like... Um, and musicians that you like like way more music than you silo, silo, silo yourself off to a lot of the times, which is pretty surprising. That's why I always like to hear um, like interviews with bands and stuff like that, and they talk about their influences and they say some some stuff that you just like. Oh, I had no idea like um, that you you could get there from that. But uh, what you come to find is musicians like music, and they aren't as uh, necessarily you know, needlessly stingy about what they consider that, right? So, right. Um, I certainly think that uh, me growing up and becoming an adult is definitely understanding that um, every you know kind of music, type of music certainly has its place um, uh, in the ecosystem. And even though you may not have been a fan of it, it still touches um, other pieces of, you know, pieces of works that have, have existed that you do like. So without that, you don't get get that. It, it, Toxic is a banger. Like, no one's going to deny mm -hmm. that. Uh, and this song was like, this is her, this was like her first hit, right? Like, pretty pretty much. Yeah, no, this, this was it. Yeah, this was so her first I can't single. think of a better, like, hit to come out with right like oh i get it it was just like um gonna it, it was she was never not gonna be a huge star 
based on this single. You know, most you you have some folks that came out. I, I mean, like you have some folks that kind of burn out after their single, but like that was not going to happen with uh, with Britney Spears. So. Yeah, no, I, I don't think it. Yeah, it, it certainly wasn't going to. This like this album had like a bunch of, um, a bunch of hits on it for her. Honestly, and I, it's hard to like quantify what a hit is comparatively sometimes. But like, um, I don't know. It had what uh, you drive me crazy, which was also a huge song. Sometimes, um, which is yeah, like a huge I, thing on TikTok. It, it, it is currently. Back. Yeah. So yeah, you drive me crazy is actually. Might be better than Baby One More Time, but um, man, I'm gonna go listen to this album. I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll play. Yeah, maybe I'm gonna play it tomorrow. <laughs> it's always amazing. A lot of that stuff from the '90s growing up, you're like, you hate because you feel like you're supposed to hate it. Like growing up, like I hated hate and no, I, I paid not money this. for this CD. I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying in. Gen- I'm I'm speaking in generalities. So like, you know, growing up, it's like, oh, I you know, shouldn't like boy bands or anything like that. That's that's weird. You know, as I get now, I'm at a bar and any like. NSYNC comes on, I'm like, well, alright, let's do this because I I know all of it. Now I just don't care. I will listen to anything with the window down. Really do not care. <laughs> well, and like, some of that comes from a lot of what we focus on on this podcast. Uh, it comes from nostalgia, right? Like, mm-hmm. you you get excited when it, even the music that you hated around that time comes on because it just, like, reminds you of uh, of the time and place where that where you first heard that song right so I think you just get you care so much less about the particular genre uh, when it comes right down to it I think also some of this is like also like you know be it pop artists or you know boy bands this and that there's we, we definitely grew up in a a toxic masculinity wasteland at times where it's just like you are not allowed to like that you know what I love this album. I don't care. Deal with it. So, so yeah. Um, Morgan, why don't you, uh, why don't you run back this, uh, this meal, this table. Yes, this table is bad. Is mm. uh, So we have, uh, you get what you give, uh, what I got, uh, baby one more time, praise you, closing time, uh, and everybody's free to wear sunscreen. Out of all the tables we've gotten together, this is one of them, guys. So. Yeah, this this is in fact a table uh, composed of uh, songs that are bad, uh, that are just just so bad. Just and like we, some of the songs we didn't talk about because they just nearly missed our list, or maybe we didn't feel necessarily qualified to talk about them. And those are the are some of the ones that reached the top. But uh, I, I am glad that we have definitely talked about some uh, mistakes uh, at this table. Um, and, uh, you know, it's important to really show all sides of uh, seating charts uh, to show that we're not trying to make a top ten list or top six list. That we're just talking about, we're just trying to talk about things that strike our fancy. Uh, including a weird uh, spoken uh, word song thing by uh, the director of, <laughs> of Moulin Rouge. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're welcome, everybody. All right. Uh, so that's going to be it for us this week. If you have uh, you know any particular songs that you wanted to shout out from this track listing, um, or songs that we didn't cover from now, that's what I call volume two. Now that's what I call music volume two. Uh, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, we're on Twitter. We are uh, Seating Charts Pod. Uh, we are also on um, 
uh, Facebook. Facebook. If you do, yeah, do a search for Seeing Charts podcast. We'll uh, we'll show up in one of the lists, and then you have to give all your information to uh, Zuckerberg, and it's fine. He's not going to do anything with it. He's not giving it to the alien people that he's really you know from and trying to observe humans, uh, so they can figure out all of our weaknesses, which are many and varied. Most mostly weaknesses, actually. <laughs> actually <laughs> incredibly weak, it turns out. Um, but he likes us a lot now, and he doesn't. He he doesn't want to. He's trying to hold off the alien invasion. Aren't are you just describing the plot to Invincible? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen. I haven't seen that that uh, yeah, series yet. I've only read man. Like, the first few comics. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, Morgan and I are doing a. Oh uh, God, you were doing. I was only half paying attention there, and I'm just like, we're talking about the Mark Wahlberg movie, Invincible. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's Vince Papaki, which I think is oh the name, God. and I've never seen the movie. <laughs> I, I I apologize. Guys. What what just happened was that some of the ADHDs like that's that's their life. We just described it. Um, but yeah, Morgan and I have started doing a a, a playthrough of Chrono Trigger, uh, yep. and we are we are uh, playing through it, discussing sections together. It's called a uh, Talk and Trigger. It's also in this feed. So um, if if you are interested in playing a classic RPG uh, along with us, please do and uh, you know give it a listen. All right. Um, but um, other than that, we will uh, catch you all next time. Thank, uh, Mike, thank please. You, Thank you, Mellow. Oh, Thank yeah. Mellow. Uh, yeah, it's, sorry, it's been a while. Uh, I'm a little <laughs> rusty. Um, of course, a huge thank you uh, to Two Mellow for letting us use the song uh, Wish Up is in Shibuya with a lot of money off the album Summer in Silent Places. You can obviously um, find out more about Two Mellow by following them on Twitter, Twitter excuse me, at Mellow Makes. I know that they are uh, releasing um, some behind the scenes. Um, things for uh sounds of uh tokyo future i believe is the um uh, jet set jet grind radio future uh inspired album that they have just recently uh put out uh, and it slaps i i mean like i don't know if um anyone out there is uh, a fan of those games uh that have been sorely uh you know forgotten about by sega but um all the music from those games is so good it's just so good, so it's good to hear things that are reminiscent of it, for sure. But, um, with that being said, Mike, I think we are ready to run away from this table, so please close out the show. I must confess that my loneliness is killing me now. Don't you know I still believe that you'll be here and give me a sign? Bon appetit, one more time. <laughs>